Sort of Kind of Superpowered by James Kennison. Chapter 5. You have got to let me go with you, Clovis begged Joseph the following afternoon. I've already texted my parents and I've got permission and everything. Please. He was jerking on Joseph's shirt sleeve and wiggling as if he had to go to the bathroom as he pleaded. Mom, Joseph yelled down the hall toward his mother's room. Can Clovis come with us to meet Mr. Dexter? What's his name? She was still getting ready. Mom, Joseph cried again. Can Clovis? Yes, Mom yelled, appearing at the end of the hall, fidgeting with an earring. Get in the car and make sure you've got your pen with you. Of course he had the pen with him. He only took it off when he changed clothes in the morning and before bedtime. The boys filed past the TV room toward the front door. Goodbye, Grandpa, Joseph called into the room. Goodbye, Joseph's Grandpa, Clovis called in after. You can call him Mr. Rogers, Joseph said. That's what the doctors call him. Really? I always thought his name was Mr. Joseph's Grandpa, Clovis replied slyly. The boys loaded themselves into the car's back seat. They were old enough for the front, but it was no fun talking over your shoulder to someone in the back. So what do you think will happen? Clovis asked. He was way more excited about this than Joseph. I don't know, Joseph said. Whatever it is, it's going to be life-changing. I know that much. The pin was affixed just under the left sleeve on his long sleeve shirt. He clutched it in his hand and hoped for a good meeting. He was a little worried. Something about the meeting seemed a little too easy. You're one of the enhanced. I just know it, Clovis said, beaming at him. They're going to give you a costume and everything. Joseph didn't believe that for a moment. He hoped for great things to happen, but he couldn't stop wondering if the CEO guy wanted to meet him or just wanted to get close to his pen. One thing's for sure, Joseph said, holding up the pen in his fist. I'm not giving up this thing, no matter what. The drive to New Atlanta was fairly quiet. Each of them were running through their own versions of what they were about to experience, especially Joseph. His enhanced brain was processing through thousands of possibilities and outcomes, each thought zooming through his mind at the speed of light. He ignored any scenarios that ended with the pen being taken or given away. The pen belongs to me. Soon enough, they arrived at Superior Industries, found a spot in the building's parking garage, and headed for the lobby elevator. You doing okay, hon? His mom asked. The pin belongs to me, Joseph said. I'm sorry, what? She asked. Sorry, he said. I'm nervous. It's a pretty big deal, us being here and all. His mom looked concerned for just a moment, but the elevator door slid open, so they stepped inside. They rode to the main level in silence. Even the elevator moved silently. After a moment, it stopped, beeped, and the doors opened. Joseph and Clovis knew this place right away. The large lobby branching off into three main halls, the huge staircase leading up to a second level with three additional rooms, this was the Enhanced Heroes Memorial Museum. They had arrived after the museum's closing time, so the lobby was dimly lit and empty. Joseph's mom led them to a lady sitting behind the long reception desk and gave their names. Paper identification tags shot out of a small thermal printer behind the counter. You'll need to wear these while you're in the building, she said. Now, if you'll follow these gentlemen, they'll be glad to show you to Mr. Visser's office. They were all a bit shocked as two large men in navy blue suits approached from the darkness, their shoes echoing loudly through the lobby space. Both men were very stern and serious looking. One was pale and tall, the other dark and wide, 
and they both had small spiraling wires leading from their collars to their ears. The pair made Joseph very nervous. Men in black, Clovis whispered excitedly, leaning over to Joseph's ear. He was clearly enjoying every moment of this. Shh, Joseph hissed back. Hello, Mrs. Gardner, the wide man said with a smile and a slight bow. You must be Joseph, the tall man added, also pleasantly smiling. And Clovis, am I correct? Both boys said yes together and laughed nervously. I'm Director of Security Ronald Baylor, but you can call me Ron, said the wide man. And I'm the Assistant Director William Smith, but please call me Will, said the tall man. Joseph felt his nerves calming. These guys seemed a lot nicer than they looked. Clovis was bouncing on his toes. The white dude is named Will Smith, Clovis whispered loudly again. Men in black, dude! Shut up, Joseph quietly shouted. Why did we bring you again? Please follow us, Ron the wide man said, ushering them toward another set of elevators. Mr. Visser is eager to meet you. The second man, Will, took a card from inside his jacket and touched it to a pad where the up and down buttons would usually be and the door opened. He touched it to another pad where numbers would usually be and the door slid closed. Joseph saw the floor numbers on the black digital readout. He wondered how high they would be going. When the numbers read 60, the elevator stopped. After a tap from Ron's card, the doors slid open. They stepped out right into Dexter Visser's office. There was a huge desk and a chair in the middle of the room. Several large pillars circled around it with curved walls set back from the pillars. The walls were covered with paintings of Dr. Superior in various heroic poses. The floor were high-gloss wood and marble covered in places by deep charcoal-colored rugs. In front of the desk were three huge armchairs. Standing behind the desk with a bright white smile, black suit, silver tie, and arms outstretched was a man Joseph immediately recognized as Mr. Dexter Visser. Welcome to Superior Industries, he shouted across the room, quite out of necessity. I am Dexter Visser, CEO of Superior Industries and the personal representative of Dr. Superior. Please come in. He rounded the desk and met them halfway. Ron and Will stepped back into the elevator and the doors closed. You must be Mrs. Dolores Gardner, he said, pumping her hand up and down. D, please, Miss Gardner said. It's very nice to meet you, Mr. Visser. Well, D, the pleasure's all mine. It's nice to put a face with a voice. He stepped back and looked at the three of them. I am so happy that you made that phone call yesterday. And you must be Clovis, he said. I understand you're a huge Dr. Superior fan. Yes, Clovis said, shocked. Yes, sir, I am. Well, I hope you enjoy your little behind-the-scenes look at the enhanced hero business, Mr. Vesser said with a wink. His gaze turned to Joseph. Joseph Willis Gardner, Mr. Visser exclaimed, clapping Joseph on the shoulders, then holding tight. I hear you've had something quite amazing happen to you. Something you don't completely understand, perhaps? That's right, Joseph replied quietly. He shifted his weight from foot to foot, fighting the urge to just pull out of Mr. Visser's grasp. He was always nervous around new people, especially really excited over familiar new people. But Mr. Visser seemed nice. He could handle this. Nice to meet you, sir, Joseph said. I was so glad when Mom told me you were meeting with us. No problem whatsoever. I've always got time for Dr. Superior fans, though not as much as I'd like. He directed them toward the armchairs. When I heard a fan was experiencing strange new enhancements, how could I say no? 
I'm sure it's been a wonderful but confusing ordeal this past week or so, Mr. Visser said. That's an understatement, said Mrs. Gardner. He's had these enhancements, as you call them, but I can't see how they're of any use to him. Oh, no, I understand, said Mr. Visser. I would imagine that his powers, though amazing, are probably fairly limited. Not enough to, say, fight crime or become a hero, but still enough to get him into trouble if anybody found out. If he were to use the enhancements and anyone saw him, life as you know it would be over. Everyone would want a piece of your son. Some would want to make him famous. Others would want to lock him up and see what makes him work. Those are some of your fears, are they not, Mrs. Gardner? Absolutely, she admitted with a sigh. She smiled and sat back in her chair a bit. I would imagine you've had the same problems while assisting Dr. Superior. People wanting to take advantage of him? Mr. Visser laughed and rolled his eyes. If you only knew, Miss Gardner, if you only knew. He strolled calmly around to the other side of his enormous desk. That is why he appointed me in the first place. Never before has an enhanced hero been hounded and questioned and had so much demanded of him as Dr. Superior. And it is my job to protect him while he protects the rest of us. It's a dream job. It really is. I love it here. I was a huge Captain Mighty fan in his day, and so working for his replacement is truly a thrill and an honor. But, he exclaimed, locking serious eyes with Mrs. Gardner, your son doesn't have a Dexter Visser to watch out for him, and you can't be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You are concerned that these enhancements might cause more harm than good for your son. Am I right? Yes, Mrs. Gardner glanced quickly over at the bewildered Joseph. He has just enough of each enhancement to get him into trouble. Not that he has. He's been very responsible. Mr. Visser took his seat and leaned back in his chair. What enhancements do you have? He asked Joseph. Tell me about them. Joseph swallowed hard and took a breath and answered soberly. I can hover off the ground about four feet. I can lift around 700 pounds. I can see through things, walls, even people, but not always all the way through. So you can almost fly, said Mr. Visser. You can almost lift anything, and you can almost see through anything. Joseph nodded. Anything else? Mr. Visser asked. I can think faster and more clearly. I can figure out how to solve problems and tell when bad things are going to happen. It's not that I'm psychic. I can just put things together and figure things out. Mr. Visser seemed deep in thought for a moment. If it's anything like what Dr. Superior has, you have an enhanced ability to gather, process, and act on information around you. Even things you barely see or hear are stored and used as needed. As far as our Superior Industries researchers know, every one of the enhanced has shared this ability. It is how they always seem to know where to be and even how to stop accidents before they happen. Joseph caught his breath. Mr. Visser had just grouped him with every other enhanced hero that had ever lived. Clovis caught it too. They locked eyes momentarily. Clovis mouthed, OMG. Mrs. Gardner broke off the brief silence. That leads me to this question. Why did this happen to him? Will his powers grow? Has my son been chosen to be one of the enhanced? Mr. Visser leaned forward, resting his elbows on his desk. His eyes darted between the three of them, his mouth a tight frown. You mentioned on the phone there was a pin, he said to the three of them. Yes, Mrs. Gardner said. She turned to Joseph. Show it to him. Joseph started for the pin, but stopped. He had every intention of obeying his mother, 
but a sudden bit of fear shot up his arm and into his mind, just a little bit. He thought of a time in second grade when Ronald Willis had asked to borrow his favorite pencil. He had let Ronald borrow it, but had a feeling he would never see it again, and he didn't. He felt the same way now. He gave his mother a worried look. She nodded her head toward Mr. Visser as if to say, come on, hand it over. He spun the clasp, flipped up the needle, rolled his cuff, removed the pen, and then locked the needle back into place. He stood, stepped forward, and held the pen out to Mr. Visser, his arm shaking. Or was it the pen shaking in his hand? Ah, Mr. Visser exclaimed, making no move toward the pen. Yes, I know this pen. I know it very well, in fact, he added. Hope once again flooded into Joseph's head and heart. The pen was safe, and they were about to get the information they had been looking for. The answers were mere milliseconds away. How do you know about it? Clovis asked. All three of them waited for the answer. I know this pen because it belongs to Dr. Superior. This concludes Chapter 5. Visit SortaKindOfSuperpower.com for updates, hero illustrations, and more.